Boom! First podcast of 2023. It only took me just on, ooh, what are we today? What is the date today? The 23rd of February. I can't believe we're almost in March. Anyway, welcome back to Those 80s Gays with Danny P. Warner. First episode of 2023. I thought I'd record an episode tonight because I've actually finally got some time to myself. So I have no doggies or visitors in the house at the moment. I dropped my doggies off at my mum's house yesterday. So Eva and Bailey are staying there until probably Saturday. I thought they could go and get some time in with their nanny before my mum goes away on a cruise on Monday. So it's actually really good. I've, you know, I've become so domesticated over the last few months of living in this house. All I love doing is getting out and gardening. So I'm really into gardening at the moment. And the reason I deviate from talking about the doggies to gardening is... I now, without having dogs here, I've actually got a chance to fertilise the lawn. I'm really trying to work to get the the lawn really lush and green. And I was really apprehensive about fertilising with the doggies being here because, you know, they get out there and they might eat the fertiliser. Even though it says it's organic and it's safe for pets, it would just be my luck that, you know, Eva or Bailey digest some of the fertiliser and I end up with, you know, a thousands of dollars worth of vet bills to pump their stomachs and all that kind of stuff. So while they're not here, I'm making the most of it. So I'm, um, I fertilized the lawn. I'm having this love affair at the moment with talking about being domesticated. I'm having this love affair at the moment with Ryobi tools. So every weekend I've been to Bunnings and I've been buying a new Ryobi tool. So I've got, you know, like a leaf blower, a whipper snipper, an edge trimmer, a, um, a telescopic pruner, a telescopic hedge trimmer. Um, and I bought a Ryobi, um, what do they call it? It's like a fertilizer. You put the fertilizer in it and then it sprays on the garden electronically. I'm just obsessed and I'm loving it because my life is so different now to compare to where it was like this time last year. Like this time last year, all I could think about was where are we going for drinks and dinner this weekend? And what outfit am I going to be wearing? Let me tell you, I am now like basically, uh, I, I, I'm pretty much dressed in the same outfit all the time. Pair of shorts, pair of Birkenstocks, uh, a t-shirt, well, usually a long t-shirt because I'm out in the garden so often that I'm, you know, protecting myself from skin cancer and my Bunnings hat. And it's a really like, it's a great look. It's a great look. I've got, you know, all these bloody clothes lying around in storage sheds and, and wardrobes and everything that I probably won't ever wear now because I rarely leave the house. I've become such a homebody since moving into this property and having a yard. It's great and I love it. And I've really taken my time. Like when I moved in here, the hedges and the garden beds were so overgrown. They were so neglected. It really took me a few months of just pottering every weekend to get into the garden. And I was also very apprehensive getting into the garden too, because there's a few slithery things around the garden. Like I was in there one day and a blue tongue lizard popped out and I'd shat myself. Um, and I know they're harmless and they keep snakes away and everything, but you know what? They're a little bit too snake looking for me. So 
Anyway, Mr. Bluey and his baby or her baby, they live in the garden and I'm just really enjoying a quiet life. I am really thriving in having a quiet life. Like, you know, this time last year I was prepping to go away with, you know, some people that I no longer talk to, which is great. I've got a whole... I feel like I've shed a skin and I also realise now that looking back on that time in certain friendships, how toxic they were and how out of touch they were, like they're just out of touch with reality. You've got 39-year-olds still thinking that they're 18-year-olds. You've got, you know, happily, and I say this in, you know, inverted commas, happily coupled people going away from their partners for weekends away and getting up to no good. Um, but, you know, maintaining that they're in a monogamous relationship and I won't name names or anything, but let's just say, I mean, if you're in a happy monogamous relationship, you generally don't go away for a weekend away with, with the boys and see how many loads you can swallow on a night out without telling your partner. So I'll just drop that bomb right there. But anyway, I digress. I digress. You know, my helper, my helper, my helper. I'm thriving in being in a quiet, stable home life. I've always had a, a stable home life, but I just love the quietness of living here. I've got my girls. Um, I get out in the yard every weekend and when I can. And when I say when I can, oh my God. So I went, was it, oh, it was like three weekends ago, almost four weekends ago. I was out the back one morning, early in the morning, and I was picking up the hose. And I just felt my back twinge as I picked the hose up. And I swear to God, I actually heard it go crack. And I thought, that hurt. Okay. So I sat down, I was on my way to mum's house actually. And I sat down and I texted her and said, I think I'm going to be a little bit late. I've hurt my back, rah, rah, rah. So that was fine. Went to mum's house. My back was in pain, came home. And I thought, I'll just lie down for, you know, a couple of hours and, and rest my back. It's probably just, you know, something so minor. I laid down and I woke up about an hour or so later and I thought, oh, my back feels fine. So I went to get out of bed and I couldn't move. My back was all seized up and it was, I mean, pain, like pain that I had never experienced before. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, I can't get out of bed. I will just slide onto the floor and get up on all fours. I don't know why I thought that would be a good idea, but I thought that would be a good idea for me to be able to get up on all fours. No, I laid on the floor for quite a few hours um, my phone was out of reach, which is a rarity for me. Like normally it's attached at, you know, it never leaves my hand. Um, so anyway, I, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm literally just in a pair of jocks. Like I was having a day nap. So I was just in a pair of jocks. So I thought I'm going to really, I'm going to slide really slowly to the bathroom and try and maneuver myself up in the bathroom in the ensuite, which I did. Took me forever. It was really painful. I finally get to the bathroom and I couldn't get up. And I realised, you know, sliding across carpet on bare skin is one thing. Sliding on tiles 
in your ensuite is a totally different thing. So I was kind of stuck and I had my head kind of wedged between like the shower and the toilet in the ensuite and I really started to panic. Then I'm like, oh my God, no one's going to find me. I'm going to die here. What am I going to do? So I... (laughs) I had no idea what to do and I really kind of went into this anxiety attack and then I realised I had my Apple Watch on so I called my mum and I was in tears. Somehow when I was in tears and screaming in pain, I managed to stand up. Like, you know, you kind of just like black out in a way and you kind of just get through it and stand up. So I stood up and my mum had called an ambulance and in the meantime, um, by the time I stood up, then I called my um, boss who doesn't live far from me and she's she's an awesome, awesome, amazing woman. Um, so my boss and her husband turn up and then the ambulance turn up and I'm in pain, like I'm struggling to stand and it was just awful. So they ended up taking me to hospital and did some scans and everything and then my boss came and picked me up and brought me home. She was lovely and I basically spent the next oh, two weeks really bedridden. Um, I couldn't do anything. I, I really struggled. I had to basically just go from bed to the kitchen, to the shower and run the hot water on my back. And I had a heat pack in my bed pretty much constantly. Meanwhile, can I tell you, I found a chargeable heat pack in chemist warehouse and you charge it up. It takes like 15 minutes to charge. And then it stays hot for like eight hours. It's amazing. But of course, like my anxiety kicked in and I kept thinking to myself, oh my God, what if this heat pack bursts during the night and I'm lying on it and I'm covered in third degree burns from, you know, this boiling hot liquid that's inside of it. So I started to panic and then I got over myself because the pain was just too intense. And I thought, fuck this, you know, I'm already experiencing (laughs) hardcore pain. What's a friggin' burn going to be? But, um, And I have been burnt before on my arm, and this is totally deviating from the story, but I've got some very, very mild scarring on my, which one I'm looking at my arms now, on my left arm, left forearm. So when I was a kid, I would, um, I was fascinated by doing everything on my own and nothing has really changed in 38 years. But anyway, I was in the kitchen as a child and I mean like a baby, baby, pretty much, you know, just pretty much only walking for like six months. And I pulled a kettle down via the cord that was hanging over the edge of the bench. I pulled on the cord and my mum screamed and apparently I turned around and looked at her and that was the saving grace. Otherwise the water, the boiling water would have hit me on the face, but instead it hit me all down the left-hand side of my body, like down my my ear and the side of my you know, neck and everything and, and down that left-hand side of my body. And thankfully, I really didn't scar from it. Um, it was, my mum has told me it was daily trips to the Martyr Hospital to have my dressings changed for a year. Um, so it was pretty intense. I didn't need any skin grafts or anything like that. But, you know, it was, from what I've been told, it was it was fairly intense. And there's photos of me wrapped up in like a little Tongan baby mummy um, from when I was a baby, but yeah, I've been quite lucky. I only got a little bit of scarring on my, um, 
on my left arm. So anyway, so that's home life. Like home life at the moment is so stable and so quiet and it's peaceful. Like I really love it. I'm really into my gardening at the moment and I'm really enjoying taking my time exploring my gardening. So taking my time with, you know, like I'm fucking things up. I've bought plants from Bunnings and they've already died, but I'm kind of liking that because I'm learning and teaching myself how to do things. Um, I obviously have a look on Google and do the, the old, you know, YouTube videos on how to do things. Like I've got some new succulents that I've just um, separated and, and planted this week. Because my back's been really sore, um, I've had to do very, very minor things. So the succulent, the tiny little succulent pots that I've put them in, you know, that's something easy I can do. I can't be out there lifting like big, heavy concrete pots or anything at the moment. Shout out to my friend Adam, though, who came over the other weekend. Like Adam was on the podcast a few episodes ago and who I'm hoping is actually going to be on the podcast in the next few episodes because I think we, I listened to a bit of the podcast with him the other night and he actually hasn't listened to much of it because he doesn't like listening to his own voice. But he didn't realise how funny the conversation was. So I said to him, well, let's let's get you back on the podcast soon. You know, he's, he's great to have a conversation with anyway. And I think he makes really entertaining content. So the banter between us, more to come. Um, but shout out to Adam because, you know, he, in the midst of my back problems, he came over and helped me remulch a garden. We went to Bunnings. He did all the heavy lifting. He um, got my new Bunnings mini chainsaw and got in and hacked down a tree that was shitting me to tears because it just didn't suit the aesthetics of my garden. So he helped with that. Um, he's been amazing. And I've had so much support from friends and family that have wanted to to help while I've had these back issues. I'm still a bit crutchety on... Um, like stairs and standing for too long or sitting for too long. My back really seizes up. Um, So, yeah. But I went to the – oh, I've been waiting so long to go to this. I went to the Darren Hayes concert um, two weeks ago and it was amazing. So I had um, VIP soundcheck tickets, so I got to go to the soundcheck experience and – he did a couple of songs. He did a bit of a chat with, you know, us that were there for the sound check. And it was, oh, it was so good. You know, like I've been such a major Darren Hayes fan since I was, I think since it was 1996, I've realised I was a, a major Savage Garden Darren Hayes fan. Um, so it was amazing to go to the sound check. It was amazing to go to the concert. I did get a little bit emotional in many parts of the concert. You know, when he sings some certain songs that really pull on your heartstrings. And also, too, like the fact that he's back in his hometown and we were the last... Brisbane was the last concert for the Australian leg of the tour. And it was just special because you're not always guaranteed that there's going to be another tour or you're ever going to see him again in a live aspect. So it was really special for me. I... Um, stood next to, I stood next to some random person, um, at the concert who turned out to be such a beautiful, beautiful man. Um, he was lovely. He was, uh, I couldn't have stood next to someone better. His, his name was Ricky. He was such a lovely guy. Ricky, if you're listening, it was amazing that night. Um, he was great, but I must say, because we had to get there, I had to get there for 3.30 for the sound check and I basically stood from 3.30 till about 5 
And that was the sound check experience. And then the concert started up again at 8.45. So I also kind of like, Adam came and picked me up and we went and had dinner and went back to his place and I got changed and that. But I was basically standing since probably three o'clock till almost 11 o'clock after the concert finished. And when the concert finished, I realised how much that had taken it out of me by standing. Probably about halfway through the concert, my back had seized up really quite badly and I had to sit down. Like I just, thankfully we had allocated seating. So I had a seat I could sit down in and they were some of the slower songs anyway. So I could really sit down and enjoy them. Um, but I just really overdid it. I, I overshot the mark so much by standing for that period of time. And then I've obviously been working from home a lot more because of my back. And I went back to work the following Tuesday and just just walking through the CBD and then getting to the office, I was just in pain. So my back is slowly getting better, but that's been, uh, has been, this is like, you know, people always say to you, you'll get older and you'll start to feel these aches and pains and everything. And I still feel like I'm 38, about to turn 39. So I'm entering my last year of 30 something. Um, And I still feel at times like I'm 21 and my body is just saying to me, "Uh -uh, you're not 21 anymore, girl. Like, welcome to almost 40. So, uh, so many of my friends say to me, oh, you know, your 40s to your 50s is when you really start to feel it. I'm in my fucking 30s and I'm already feeling it, girl. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I'm just trying to do... I'm doing my exercises that the physio's given me. I'm relying less and less on pain medication at the moment. Um, And I have started, so I've set up my home gym um, and I've started walking again on the treadmill and a very slow walk, like an extremely, extremely slow walk on the treadmill. But just, I try and do three, 10 minutes a day just to keep my body moving, to really strengthen me up again. And then once I'm pretty much back to normal. I'm um, starting Pilates. So I think I talked about that a few episodes ago as well, that I wanted to do Pilates, but I'm going to start Pilates um, once this back is is ready to go. And that should really help strengthen up my core. I have no core um, strength at all. Like I got nothing. I got no, actually, I've pretty much got no strength at all. I've got no core strength. I've got no upper body strength. Like if you told me I had to like do monkey bars to get across something, I'd be fucked because let me tell you, I ain't got no fucking core strength or upper body strength. My legs are pretty strong though. And I think that's pretty much from years of running. My legs are really, really strong. Um, that's probably one good thing about this old 38 year old body. But yeah, I think like I've always... I've always worked out with the intent to lose weight, whereas now I'm looking to work out with the intent to have a fitter, healthier body to enable me to be stronger and mitigate these kind of um, ailments as I get on. So like I've got, I'm on a walking stick still at the moment and it's really embarrassing. So like when I have to go to the grocery store, I will drive for miles to go to a different grocery store. So I'm not seen in my local grocery store with my walking stick. Now I'm to the point where I really only have to use the walking stick, getting in and out of the car and up and down stairs. 
um, which is great because there's a massive flight of stairs leading into my house. So every time I have to go out, I get me a walking stick out. And everyone keeps saying to me, I can't believe you've got just a plain walking stick. Like I imagine that you'd have a bejeweled or, you know, friggin' jazzed up walking stick. And I'm like, girl, I don't want to be seen with a walking stick, let alone a fucking bejeweled walking stick. Like, Jesus Christ, calm down. So anyway, um, that's, that's where my body's at at the moment. I'm just trying to get fitter and healthier. I got to tell you though, this year has to be for me the year that I flick the cigs. I've got to give up the cigarettes. A, it's freaking expensive. Like if you're a smoker out there, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like $60 for a pack of 40 cigarettes. That's a lot of money. So I need to get rid of it for that. Plus now that I've had like this little back scare with my, you know, with my body, I have had a bit of a wake up call to go, holy shit, you're not in your twenties anymore. And things are going to start slowly deteriorating over time. Not saying I'm a fossil or anything. I mean, I'm only 38 for God's sake, but it's made me realize that I need to really invest in my long-term health and cigarettes are probably not a good thing for my long-term health, which we all know, let's face it. I hate people that come up to smokers and say, oh, you know, you shouldn't smoke. It's not healthy for you. Really? No shit. We know it's not healthy. It's, it's, it's a really bad, bad habit. If I could flick it today instantly and just turn it off, I would. I'm not going to take Champix. I've had a few friends that have taken them and they've had amazing success, but I'm actually really anti, um, I just don't like taking anything. I don't even like taking Nurofen half the time. And that's another good reason why, you know, I've never been, when I was partying and going out every weekend, only up until probably, you know, about 10 months ago, I've never been a pill popper, a drug user, anything like that. I've had um, some very close family members or a very close family member um, really struggle with drug addiction. And I've watched that from a very young age. So I am extremely adverse to drugs. Well, I go out and like, I would have gone out and gotten, you know, smashed with cocktails and things like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Not so much anymore. And that's a whole nother story. I'm really not drinking anymore either. Since moving into this house and, and relaxing out of the party scene, I really, I, I honestly barely drink. I'd be lucky to have one drink a month. And that's really pushing it. And I really enjoy it. Like I really enjoy having my weekends to myself, feeling completely alive and, and an alert. But back to the drugs, you know, like a lot of people that I used to hang out with, uh, yeah, they all hold down professional jobs, but they're all popping pills and snorting something on the weekend. So I'm really happy to be out of that crowd. I'm really happy to have distanced myself from those toxic entities that, um, I no longer associate with because at the end of the day, like I went through a bit of a transition feeling like, oh, you know, I've lost my crew and things like that. I didn't need that crew. Like they're just so beneath me and they're pieces of shit, really. It was all BS. It was all BS. You know, it was just, it was a load of bullshit. And I I never connected with them because they're hardcore partiers, drug abusers, things like that. Um, and I'm just not interested. It's never floated my boat and I don't want to be part of it. I have nothing nice to remember about my old life in that 
in that environment. I have, I'm not saying my old life in general, but my old life with a, a group of people that I used to run with, they're just, I just look at them and I'm like, you're losers, you know, like there's so much more to life than just going out and getting on a bender every weekend and putting anything you can up your nose and, you know, pretending to be in this beautiful monogamous relationship, but going out every weekend without your partner and trying to um, get with as many guys as you can, but going home to your partner and being like, oh, I love you so much. We've got the perfect life together and, you know, we're so monogamous and rah, rah, rah. How sad for that partner thinking that their partner is out on the scene just having a good night. Your partner's out there swallowing every fucking load that they can, mate, okay? Like, there was a competition one night of how many he could swallow. I'm not naming names, but there you go. So, yeah, anyway, that was... um. That was a major rant, wasn't it? But I think once you come through something, you can look back on it and be like, God, I don't miss you people at all. Like, my life is so much better off without the toxicity in it. It's it's amazing. And act your age, like your late 30s, early 40s people, like you're hanging with a crowd that's in their 20s trying to relive your long lost youth. Get over it. Get over it. And the people that matter in my life, are still in my life. And that's a huge, huge thing. And I've now got time to devote to those people that really matter instead of being out every weekend with people that don't matter. I never fit the crew. And I think that was for a very, very good reason. But anyway, I digress. Um, life is good. Life is life is really good, actually. There's a few things going on at the moment with... Um, work and relationships and things like that. Life is really amazing. I've kind of, kind of have to pinch myself sometimes at the moment and go, wow, everything's really, really going well, except for your dodgy back. Everything else is going amazingly. So yeah, what do we got coming up this season? Wow. I'm going to try and (laughs) get in, I'm going to try and re-record my Housewives interview because that was one of the lost episodes on my iPad that went in the bathtub that could not be recovered, unfortunately, along with a couple of other episodes that were there. Um, Like I said, I'm hoping to have Adam back on the podcast this year. Do you know I've been doing, I got a reminder the other day from Spotify that the podcast officially is a year old. We had our first anniversary for those 80s gays just over a year ago. I think it was in January we launched those 80s gays and it's been amazing. Like I really love it. Um, I'm aiming to do more podcasts this year. Like I really need to get back in the swing of doing weekly podcasts, but oh, you know, sometimes there's just not enough happening in a week to um, like that I can talk about that allows a, a podcast to be created. And also there are, you know, like I'm quite busy with work a lot of the time as well. So sometimes I'm just fatigued by the end of the week and I cannot be bothered to sit down and talk about myself for half an hour. But we hope to get Adam back on the podcast. I've got a few other guests coming up on the podcast this year. Um, 
it's going to be a good year. 2023 is going to be an amazing year. So thank you again for tuning in to those 80s gays with Danny P. Warner. Uh, make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Spotify and whatever. Oh, and we're also on the podcast is now on iHeartRadio. So if you're one of those listeners that uses the iHeartRadio app, you can follow and listen to those 80s gays with Danny P. Warner via the iHeartRadio app um, or iHeartRadio online. It's great. It's just another platform. So basically you can listen no matter what service you've got, no matter where you're listening, you can find my beautiful voice at any time, anywhere. Anyway, that's enough for me this week. I'm hoping to be back uh, next week and I will talk to you then. Bye-bye.